Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Lincoln, 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 Bobingan, Bonana, Fana, Bobingan, Fifamomingan, Lincoln. They say this cat Lincoln is a bad mother. We're just talking about Lincoln. Cincinnati. Welcome to 1230 WDBZ. We are the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station, the Lincoln Wear Show till one o'clock this afternoon. And it's a great day to be a Bengal fan. Yes, it is a great day to be a Bengal fan. And um, man, that game last night was something else. It had me on the edge of my seat until the very last Field goal to win the game. Man. Woo. It's too much. Too too much. <laughs> you know, you got a weak heart. You don't need to watch the Bengals because they will make you have a heart attack. Jeez. We just tried to give that game away every way we could. Tyler Boyd throwing the interception. And when they put the – when uh, Jacksonville put their backup quarterback in, the guy fumbles. We should have had that ball. I'm like, oh. I, it was just so many things happening. Then the field goal that hit the upright. Not the upright, but the crossbar. Missed that. With that field goal made, we wouldn't have had to go into overtime. We still would have been, you know, it was just so much happening. I said, the football gods just do not want the Bengals to win. When will the football gods lay hands on the Bengals? And they finally did last night. First Monday night win in 30 years, over 30 years. And that was good. Maybe the white helmets and the white uniforms worked. They look pretty good wearing those. Uh, I like those uniforms. Yeah. I like the uniforms. But, um, yeah, when you saw their starter go down the Confederate general, I said, he just looks like a Confederate general to me. <laughs> All you got to do is put him on one of those Confederate hats, you know, those generals wore. <laughs> and then there he is. But anyway, um, when he went down with that uh, ankle leg and lower upper ankle, lower leg injury, when his uh, – Offensive lineman stepped on him. Oh, man, that looked bad, didn't it? Woo, that hurt watching it. But their backup wasn't too shabby either. I mean, this cat came in, 
and he was doing some stuff that I was like, oh, my God. I thought this guy was going to be a slouch, you know. He came in and played some ball. And I know Emmanuel Livingston was watching. He claims he doesn't watch NFL football anymore. But do you actually think if he was at home that he didn't watch that game? And that, I don't know why he continues to lie. But <laughs> I just know if he was home last night, he watched that game. He'll deny it to the end. But I just don't believe I get. <laughs> I got to get somebody who lives close to him and buy them a telescope and they can just, or some binoculars, and they can just zoom in and see his TV and see the Bengals playing uh, on his TV screen. Yes. But um, he claims he does not watch. He says he's watching wrestling on Monday night. I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. Let's see what else we've got. Man. But uh, now, you know, that's just one game. One game. And I told you last week when people were complaining about the quarterback, I would say, this guy's going to be all right. I know y'all don't remember me telling you that. I said, he was throwing some darts in that first game he got in. I said, he was throwing some darts. He's going to be all right. He's just a little nervous. I said this. I know no one remembers when I say something that turns out to be true. Nobody remembers. Now, if it had turned out not to be true, everybody's grandmother remembers. Everybody's grandmother remembers. But I said this a week or so ago. I said he's going to be all right because the guy looked like he can throw and we'll be all right. And I like how the Bengals did some tight end. They was hitting the tight end. They, they were doing a lot of good running. And this Chase guy, man, he can run. Not Jamar Chase, but Chase Brown. He did all right last night. And uh, Mixon, yeah, he did his thing. But, uh, yeah, this uh, Chase Brown guy, you let him run outside those tackles, and he, he does pretty good. Running inside the tackles, I don't know, they didn't do that great. But when they took those runs outside, that was great. So they need to do more of that. And the tight end guy, I can't think of his name, but uh, uh, Hudson, is it? I think so. something like that. But, hey, I'm telling you, he's got the same number as uh, 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 as uh, the, the Kansas City, 87. Yeah. Got Kelsey's number. And he kind of plays a little like Kelsey. Yeah. So uh, Indianapolis, and they're not pushovers. So we got to take one game at a time. Take what we learned from this one. Use some of that stuff, and uh, and I like the end zone dance. You know the zoom 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 zoom. I like that. I didn't care too much for the posing for the picture. That's kind of old, but the the little dance they were doing was pretty good. Pretty good. All right. So now we can get ready for Sunday. Short week. And, boy, uh, Joe Burrow 
looked like a sick puppy. He looked like a sick puppy with his arm all bandages, bandaged up and we had the headphones on, and I know he wished he could have been in there. I know he wished he could have been in there. But um, we won't see him until next year. And hopefully everything heals right so that he can still be able to throw the ball like he was throwing before the injury. That's the key right there. But uh, this Browning guy, he'll make a little money now. He'll make a little money now. He'll have some teams looking at him. And he might uh, show up on somebody's starter list. Who knows? But uh, he uh, upped his value last night. He upped his value. Well, they're nearly out of time. The White House issues a dire warning to Congress. You got to act now. Well, there was a housing complex over in uh, in Washington, D.C. Howard University owned the low-income housing complex. And remember Hope 6 here where they had to move everybody out to renovate the place? And, of course, you know, when people were moved out, they said the same thing that the people said here in Cincinnati. We're not going to be able to get back in. And I'm sure there were some people who can't get back in. But they had to move the people out. You couldn't fix the place up with the people living there. It just couldn't happen. It couldn't happen. So they moved the people out. Uh, I think it was Amazon. They had a housing equity fund. They underwrote the Howard Manor renovation with a low interest loan of $31.3 million. Employees and low income families were forced out of the rent control building over over five years ago as part of the plans to restore and sell the decaying complex. Yeah, they say the Howard Manor used to be the jewel of Georgia Avenue. But at some point, things were changing in the neighborhood. And it was just crumbling. And sometimes people have to be moved. And a lot of times when they tell you you can get back in, a lot of times you can't. (laughs) A lot of times you can't. And I'm sure there were some people who moved out of Hope 6 that didn't get back in for whatever reason. They didn't get back in. But everybody was mumbling and grumbling. But I think Hope 6, that area down there, I think it's going okay. Maybe If I'm wrong, please call me and tell me at 513-749-1230. But I think the living at Hope 6 is pretty good. If somebody's listening to me who lives down there, please feel free to call me and give me an update at 513-749-1230. But just looking from the outside, it looks like 
Things are okay down there. And the change happened for the better. People always resist changes like that. The activists, they fight against it. They go kicking and screaming. But in the end, I think it's better living down there for everybody. Yeah, somebody says on Facebook Live, the Williamsburg needs to take note. Yeah, and and that's what, yeah. I think the only way you fix the Williamsburg is to move everybody out, get somebody to buy it and finance it and just rehab every unit, unit by unit, and then open it up again. But you can't, it's got to be everybody out and then go back in and fix the place up. You can't just patch here, patch there. It's like, uh, uh, you know, what do they call it? The, the little, where the little mold comes up and everybody's hammering down where it sticks ahead. And it's prob- every time you fix one problem, another problem's going to spring up. People will always be unhappy with the Williamsburg being like it is. I know when I was uh, off for a few days, uh, the lady that calls from the Williamsburg called in. And they were still having water problems. Whack-a-mole. Yeah, thank you, Deanna. (laughs) That's what they're playing at the Williamsburg. You fix one problem, here's another problem. But you're going to have to hope six it. You're going to have to hope six the Williamsburg. And move everybody out. Move everybody out. You can find somebody that will do some financing for that to get it done. And, I mean, it won't take long to fill the place up once you fix it. They'll be back in there. Uh, You can have the place filled up before you know it, as short as housing is nowadays. But. I don't think it'll ever happen here in Cincinnati. The Williamsburg, I I see that place being probably torn down at some point. And who knows what will end up there. Just too many problems. And who's going to have the money to fix all the problems? Who knows? Maybe... Uh, the Port Authority might end up buying it. Who knows? Somebody said, what is Hope 6? It's the area, Lincoln Courts, is the old Lincoln Courts area. The new name for it was Hope 6. This was, how many years ago was that? Somebody say, the rent will be 1200 to $1,600. Not necessarily. Just like this, um, The Howard University uh, apartment complex there. Uh, people are moving in with the median income. Uh, uh, I think you can own, you can make what, 60, 70,000 family of four, something like that. So we'll see. 
We'll see. Did I hear? It seemed like I heard on the news where there was a bomb threat over at New Jerusalem Church over the weekend. A bomb threat at a church. What? And I, I can almost guarantee you it was a disgruntled member of the church. It's always like that. A disgruntled church member. These church members are something else, let me tell you. They can be some of the most vicious people you ever want to meet, some of these church folks. Yeah, they can be a handful. Devilish is what they are. But yeah, I heard that. I couldn't believe it. I'm like a, a bomb threat in New Jerusalem? What the hell? All right, we're going to take a break. I didn't even get to not a couple of stories, but we got a lot of other things going on. 513-749-1230. Lincoln, we're with you. 1230, The Buzz. 1230 WDBZ, The Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. Lincoln, we're with you. It's Tuesday. Yes. Day after a long Monday night football football game. Yes, a long Monday night. And one of the most exciting Monday night football games that they've had in a long time. Even the announcers were saying that. It's, <laughs> that, was, that was one hell of a game. I'm sure the ratings on that one was up there. And I'm sure a lot of people lost a lot of money on that game. Because the Bengals were 10-point underdogs. Minus, Bengals were a plus 10. Yeah. And if you bet on Jacksonville, which most people probably did, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I just can't believe it. Some people lost some money on that one. Some people lost some big bucks. Yeah, we did uh, lose the live for some reason yesterday on Facebook Live, you folks. But uh, anyway, we're good to go, and we're back. But uh, somebody on the Facebook uh, page said, uh, the Bengals were the original he." Uh, were the original Israelites. <laughs> yes. That's something Eliah would say. Yeah. Unbelievable. Mississippi, uh, the Mississippi sheriff has changed his policies uh, in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, remember that um, episode where the police tortured these two guys? Uh, in the house and did all kind of stuff to him. Well, now they're going to have to wear body cams and all kind of stuff, uh, all kind of changes. But the people down in Jackson said he's just doing this to save his job. But uh, there's going to have to be more accountability in Jackson, Mississippi, from the police department. And what took him so long? That's all I'm saying. What took so long? 
All right, let's go downtown to the Crime Stopper headquarters and check in with my good friend Lisa Baker. How you doing today? Good morning, Lincoln. Where? Good morning, listeners. Lincoln, I'm surprised you weren't in Jacksonville. That was a great game. I couldn't do two Florida trips in less exactly. than a week. Are you, you kidding had enough me? Of Florida? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Well, you know, you Lincoln where you could no, have just stayed no. and worked from yeah, there. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> it, I mean, that was possible, but no. Mm-hmm. How could, mm-hmm. Yes. Only Lincoln where could get away with that. Hey, Lincoln, you know, I I just wanted to thank you because you are a wealth of knowledge. So um, a few years ago when my brother passed, I'm like, hey, Lincoln, who, who going to sing? You going to sing, Lincoln? You said no. Call Aretha Chapman. So here it is. I'm sad to say that my grandmother passed over the weekend, but she lived 91 great years, Mm. right? 91. So who I call? Aretha. Aretha Chapman. (laughs) Aretha Chapman, the best. Yes. Can can you come sing again? And you know what she said? Yes, I can. Absolutely. I got you. I love it. All right. That's good. She can, uh, uh, of course, you know, she sings with Second Wind and... That group is the best, let me tell you. Yeah, so we used to hire Second Wind. They played for like, I don't know, five years in a row at the pole, at the pole barn in Indianapolis. And, um, yeah, so we got to know her very well in Second Wind. And we had dressing and not stuffing. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad you had dressing. Yeah, and they hired Second Wind, too. There you go. How okay. about that? Okay, that's Thank great. You. We're looking for two people today. The first one, Danthony. Danthony Letizia is wanted for strangulation and domestic violence. He's a white male. He's 23 years old, six foot two, 140 pounds. He has a history of domestic violence, assault, and obstructing official business. Last known to live on Harder Avenue in Springdale. That's Danthony Letizia. We're also looking for Harvey Beckton. District 3 detectives, they're looking for Harvey Beckton. He's wanted for aggravated burglary, felony strangulation, and domestic violence. He's a black male, 27 years old, 5'10", 149 pounds. He has a history of domestic violence and assault, and he was last known to live on Clarion Avenue in Evanston. So if any of your listeners know where detectives can find D'Anthony Letizia or Harvey Beckton, Give Crime Stoppers a call, 513-352-3040. All right, and our condolences to your family. And uh, uh, she lived a great life, though. Yes, yes she did. My Virgo did, absolutely. Yes. All right. Thanks, Lincoln. We'll talk to you. That's uh, Lisa Baker, Crime Stoppers, 352-3040, night or day. And as always, this cash money for your clues. And uh, we can do a little Bengals talk. What do the Bengals have to do to make the playoffs from here? Of course, they're probably going to have to depend on some people to lose, but what can they do to help themselves? What do they need to do? How do they need to play? What changes do they need to make? Another Navy ship attacked in the Red Sea by the healthy militants backed by Iran, and we're on the brink of a another war breaking out, I'm telling you, on the seafront. 
course, when they attack our ships, we send our uh, jets over and attack their missile sites. And this is going to keep happening over and over again. And then pretty soon we'll be in a war with Iran. We can't have our tentacles in all of these wars. I just don't think the United States can afford it. Ukraine, Israel. Now we got Iran to worry about. And who knows who else? It's just too much. But we seem to be obligated to help everybody around the world when they get in trouble. We seem obligated to do that with all the problems we've got here. And we can fix all of our problems. If we took maybe, if we didn't help anybody for maybe one or two years, we could fix every bridge and road and and we can build buildings and stuff in this country like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> you know what I mean? If we just stop giving money to those foreign countries for one or two years, can you imagine what it would be like in the United States if we put the money to good use? Kelsey Grammer, you know who he is? Frazier? And I think they're coming back with Frazier. He's already back with a new series. Well, he was doing an interview uh, with the BBC. And they asked him, did he still support Donald Trump? And he said, yes. And then the people with the network who had him there, they cut the interview. They're like, you fool. You don't want people to know you like Trump because people who don't like Trump will stop listening, stop watching you. Yeah. He's, uh, they asked, are you still supporter of the former president? He says, I am, and I'll let that be the end of that. The BBC host revealed that after the interview, the grammar had no issue discussing his support of Trump but the people at Paramount stopped the interview, cut it short, <laughs> and uh, that was that. Yeah, they, they know people in entertainment business nowadays, it's not smart to align yourself with Donald Trump. It's not smart, a smart move at all. Some people say, well, he should be able to support who he wants. Yeah, but the object is to get more people from both sides watching you. That's why you don't take sides. Uh, what was her name? Roseanne? Roseanne Barr? Remember, the, didn't they kill her off on, on her show? <laughs> All right, let's take a break, and we'll come back. 749-1230-513 is the area code, the Lincoln Ware Show, 1230, the buzz. 
1230 WDBZ, the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. And I want I want you to tell me, could this be a plan by the Republicans to discourage people from voting? I'm looking at this marijuana law that the people voted on the past and now they're trying to chop it all up. Shame on you, Republicans. Shame on you for defying what the people want. They're trying to water it down. That's not what it said on the ballot. They say you could grow it up to a certain amount, and now they're trying to stop that. They want to increase the taxes. They just want to discourage recreational marijuana in this state. They tried to do the same for medical marijuana. They screwed that all up. I want to get your comments on that at 513-749-1230. It's hard. People should do a protest up in Columbus on what the Republicans are trying to do to this marijuana bill. And guess what? They're going to try to do the same with the abortion bill. Yeah. I want to hear what you have to say about what they're trying to do. It's like, the hell with your vote. We don't care. We're running this. You got to hear that ring over there. <laughs> you got to hear it. I was waiting to see. Oh, Lord. Help me, Jesus. The Republicans have to know that they're not doing what the people wanted them to do. Now, the people said no. We don't want, we want this to be just like we voted on. But they're coming in here. They want to cut out the uh, private grow. They want to increase the taxes. They want to, oh, they, they're just doing all kind of stuff. And there's nothing the Democrats can do. They're outnumbered. They're outnumbered. There's nothing they can do. Yeah. I talked to Jimmy Gould this morning. And he says he'll try to come on the show Friday. He he bought a couple of dispensaries, I do believe. He's had some ownership in a couple of dispens medical marijuana dispensaries. And I'm sure he's in line uh, for some Commercial dispensaries, I'm sure. Senate changes will prohibit growing marijuana at home. That will be a departure from the provisions approved by the voters that allow individual Ohioans to grow up to six plants at home and up to 12 per household. The, the Republicans say, well, this is just going to uh, add to the black market. People will grow it at home and then they'll take it out on the street and sell it. And I don't know. Is, is he onto something there? 
Do you think that would happen? And how how you going to monitor people growing marijuana at home? I don't know how you monitor that. But do you think people will grow it at home and then take it out on the street and sell it instead of just using it for their own personal use? If you watch the shy, if they grow it right, if they make the right kind of stuff, they can sell it on the street. But that's what that's the excuse the Republicans use. Oh yeah, they'll just grow it and then it'll be increase the black market. And that's what we're trying to stop. The Senate proposal would also increase the approved tax on marijuana products of 10%, they want to go to 15%. The revenue would go toward general state funding, law law enforcement training, substance abuse treatment, and prevention and safe driving training. They said the elimination uh, is meant to keep the uh, most of the tax revenue from simply going back to the industry rather than benefiting the state, according to Northern Ohio Republican Senator Rob McCauley. All right, let's go to the phones. 513-749-1230. Lincoln Ware with you. JB, what do you think? Well, good morning, Mr. Lincoln Ware. How you doing? All right. Hey man, I think it's a double standard on the, on the marijuana situation because they say you can have it, you can grow it, you know, and and now they're saying they don't want to do it and all this and that, but the voters voted for it. Yes, you know, and I'm like, they should let it be legal. How you gonna tell how many plants in somebody's house not <laughs> unless you go in there and look it in there? Well, yeah, that see that yeah, I don't know how you how do you regulate you know uh, and then what people and grow. Then you got to look at the. Look at the fact that if they sell it on the streets, there ain't no taxes to it. Right. You know, turn your radio. You Can you turn? What you getting? Are you near your radio, Jr.? Yeah. Can you turn it oh. down? Turn your radio down. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I'm saying, you know, if if if, if they legalize, it's like they doing a double standard. I mean, standards, it's man. legalized. It, it's passed. It's gonna be legal, but they want to put so many restrictions on it until it's gonna be almost like it's not legal. Like it's not like, and then if you walking down the street smoking a joint or a blunt, I guess you get arrested. For well, that, yeah, uh, I don't think well, I, I don't think you'll be allowed to do that. I no, don't think you where they where they smoke it at. That's well, what I was see, told. I don't know whether that was in the ordinance or not. Whether you could smoke it in public, walking down the street, hey, I'm not sure. That. I don't think you can. Yeah, you have to be in closed doors, I guess. Yeah, or where or where they smoke it, because man, you ride down in the city and see. People in line for medical marijuana with green card, and they be lined up looking. Yeah. Oh yeah. They be out the door. Oh I'm, yeah. I, I'm telling you, and I, I be wondering, you know. And then when you were saying like they giving training for substance abuse, well, who's to say they ain't gonna abuse marijuana? Because if you smoke weed, it's hallucinogenic. You gonna get high. Yeah. 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 That ain't no joke about that. Yeah. I hear you. I you know, you. I think it's just sad that they do that. I mean, you gonna tell the people, yeah, it's legalized, but now. We, we we don't think you should have it, and then you can have up to twelve plants. And you have how do you know what a person gonna have in their house? Not unless you go there and look <laughs> in there. But will that person who grows it in their house will they take it out and try to sell it? Well, you know how that goes. They get marijuana <laughs> for his friends. <laughs> Believe me. Yeah. All right, JB. Thanks for your call. 
You're welcome. Talk to you later. Look, you have a good day. All right. I mean, you know, but the key is, can you grow good enough marijuana at home that people are going to smoke it and get a good high and want to come back for more? It's an art to growing good marijuana. There's an art to it. And you would know this how? I watched The Shy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your only frame of reference? Yeah, you're goofy. No, but it is though. I'm telling you, it is an art, and when you master that art, then you got some good stuff. This man but, said confidently, "I watched a shot. I know how to grow some weed." But it, look, the shot right on top of it. They 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 right on top of it. All right, we're gonna take a break. Esteban, Jay Wright, and others holding on. We'll take a break, and then we'll come back and hear from you. It's Lincoln Ware. We're talking marijuana and how those Republicans don't want to listen to how you voted. They want to do their own thing. I wish it was where you could just vote them out of office because they're not listening to the people. Let's take a break. 1230, The Buzz. Places and spaces I've been. Twelve thirty, WDBZ, the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. It's Tuesday, Lincoln. We're with you, and uh, coming up at one o'clock, Reverend Al Sharpton, keeping it real. All right, looks like Esteban is up next. Esteban, how you doing? Lincoln, I'm fine. How about yourself? I'm hanging in there. What's on your mind? Hey, right, you know what you're practicing? They call it plausible deniability about marijuana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, I just watched it on TV. I don't know much about it. <laughs> I watched it on the shy. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good program. Actually, the guy on there, he's a little retarded, to be honest with you. Which I mean, guy? Which guy? The guy that uh, that is growing him and the girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. He, what, was he a basketball player? Was he an NBA player? Yeah, he is player? a basketball yeah, he is yeah, basketball yeah. yeah, I thought yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, but uh, but uh, going back to this, this whole Ohio thing and where we're at with that, as far as being able to grow that type of quantity in your home, you can't do that. You know, if it, if anything, you might get a pound or two yeah, out of right, it. right, right. And uh, once again, a plausible deniability here. I read this in a book, so <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but no, so that's not enough. Yeah. But what the Republicans are actually doing with this, where increasing the price all that is is, is uh driving people to go right back to where they were going with yeah michigan. yeah going back up to detroit crossing that yeah. border over into michigan and uh, uh stocking up and coming back home giving detroit that, that, giving michigan all the tax dollars but that's that's correct and then a lot of that is, is predicated on price yeah the other part of that is uh it, it's when a uh when these growers because you have all these growers and obviously they were not selling the amount that they thought they were going to sell through the dispensary. So what do you think happened to all that weed they grew? Wait, say, okay, say that again now. The growers. Okay. Okay. They were not, the dispensaries did not get the sale volume that they were hoping to get. Uh-huh. So if you grow a surplus of marijuana, what are you going to do, burn it up? Or are uh, you going to put nope. it they're going to put it out on the street, probably. That, that's correct. That's where the black market is yes. today. So 
all they're doing is driving the black market because the market is driven by price. So if you put taxes on top of taxes, you know, people yeah. would just stay in the black market. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was wondering what was going to go happen with that. Anyway. Yeah, the problem is you need to be cheaper than the black market. <laughs> you need to drive them out of business. But you're not doing it this way. You, you, you're That's not doing exactly it this right. way. Yeah. And, and the other thing is the reason why they come up with these initiatives and they have no fear, first of all, is gerrymandering. Yep. And if you look at the counties that actually vote on, like, abortion, the marijuana law, those are the urban areas, the five major cities in Ohio, and then out there where OU is on the uh, – yeah. those are those populations that vote. But so everybody else is on their side. You know, but see, even the city of Fairfield, that they voted Republican, but they voted – in favor of the marijuana law, and they're going to be one of the cities that ban the sale of marijuana in that city. Well, that's an emotional response. You know, once they start seeing the tax revenue generated from this, then everybody's going to jump yeah. on board. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. we'll see. All right, Esteban, good talking to you. All right, my friend. Appreciate uh, you. All right. Uh, that's my man, Esteban. Haven't talked to him in a while. He's been around a long time. 749 1230. 513 is the area code. R.A., how you doing? Good morning, Lincoln. Where? What's up? Hey, prices up and wages are down. <laughs> okay. Hey, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us all be thankful to be in and praise his holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, uh, Lincoln, about this marijuana thing. Yeah. You said people growing in their house, so many plants. Now, most people grow marijuana in the house to pay them bills. You know, some got to yeah. pay the rent. Yeah. You know, you're paying... Growing marijuana, you're on the street hustling and trying to make that little change to pay that high rent. Yeah. That's a hell. But it's going to cost you a lot of money. you got to have use a, a lot of electricity yeah. uh, to, to light those flowers, you know, with those lights and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Get some get some Heaters. batteries. Oh, shoot. That won't do. Maybe, uh, <laughs> no, this, maybe this is where solar yeah. will come in. Yeah, the solar. But, you know, the marijuana thing, you know, it's been going on for years and years, and all of a sudden— they want to legalize it. So I, I come from the old school back in the 60s. Yeah. When that was number five cent bags. Now that <laughs> right. you can't find them no more. Right. Nowhere. <laughs> well, dime bag. I, 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 can, I can't remember five cent bag. I can remember yeah. a dime bag. Yeah, five cent bag and the brown paper <laughs> bag. I don't remember that. Bag. Okay. The brown paper bag was a nickel. Okay. And, you know, I don't smoke it or nothing like that, though. But right. you know, I know all about it. It was a time I did. I puffed on it, but I, yeah. I, I didn't get it. You didn't up, inhale. You, know, you, didn't inhale. you. you didn't in- inhale, right? No. <laughs> That's why I still sound the way I do, you know, right. clearly and stuff like that. Lawn's clear, you know, feeling yeah. real good. Finna go into my bicentennial year. All right. Yeah. So you know, that could be a, that could be a help on them bills. You know, like people going it's a, you know, it's a, it's a chance you taking. Yeah. But you know, somebody got to pay the rent. All right. Thanks hey, we for- can have a blessed day and a happy holidays to everyone that's listening. All right. Thanks for your call. Seven four nine twelve thirty five one three is the area code. Uh, let's go to Jay Wright, then Ann. Jay Wright, how you doing? Lincoln, Lincoln Ware, my man, a hundred grand. How you feeling, sir? I'm feeling okay. What's going on? Man, it's always good to talk with you. Lincoln, uh, number one, I'm going to say this, man. I, I believe Emmanuel, um, is not watching. <laughs> no, I believe, I, I believe Emmanuel is not watching the game with <laughs> other people. Oh, jeez. We, I, I believe he's watching it by himself. Well, I think he's not. He claims he's not with, watching it by himself. He claims he's a, he never watches the NFL anymore since Kaepernick. And I bet you Kaepernick is watching. <laughs> well, and that's what I'm saying. I believe he doesn't watch it with other people. I believe he watches yeah. it by himself. 
he, he wouldn't take the shots. Move along, man. But listen, I heard you say talk about Trevor Lawrence, him and that guy Etn. They both, yes. you know, they both played here, at Clemson. Okay. And um, and he is a funny looking dude, but you know, he, he looks like. I don't know if he looks like a confederate, but he looks like someone that would come out of Mark Ass Camp. You know, <laughs> he, that dude with the long hair and all that. And Lincoln, man, listen, what is wrong with y'all with this marijuana issue, man? I, you know, being in, being over in Amsterdam in the nineties and um, this America, we're making a fool of ourselves with this I marijuana know. issue, man. Because they, you know those guys in the night, I was over there in the nineties, and I don't know, I, I know I went back four or five times. And we're making a fool of ourselves around the world. Lincoln, have we ever had, um, have you ever been to a marijuana checkpoint? No. What's a but marijuana the, checkpoint? Where, where, when have they had those? My point exactly. They have the DUI <laughs> checkpoints all the time, right? Yes. So, 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 so what's this all about? And then, Lincoln, finally, man, I got to ask you, because you're my mentor. You know I, I look to you, man, for, for things I should be saying or not saying. Lincoln, is it not a lot of white people dying right now in those wars? Yeah. yeah. It depends on what war you're talking about. Ukraine, yes. All of them, both. Ukraine, because those people in Gaza and Palestinians, well, yeah, I, I know they, they call them terrorists, but, but they don't, you but know. They're not white. They don't, I don't like know me they're, and you. I, but they're not white. But what skin? Look at the, their skin is what, similar to us? Uh, similar to... Well, they, they they lean more toward the lighter skin, yeah. Okay, so then there's a lot of white people dying. This white on white crime has got to stop. Lincoln, I mean, people are dying. I heard the guy say this morning that they they may have killed one one member of Moss versus two civilians. That is unheard, know, and he's yeah. making it sound like that is some yeah. good numbers. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like the way the innocent people. They told him to go to the south. It moved to the south, and then when they moved to the south, then they start bombing the south. Making so, a lot. I, I don't a lot know. Of white people, a lot of white people dying, man. This white on white violence has got to stop. Maybe um, some of your callers might have answers to it, but this white on white violence has got to stop. We can no longer put up with it. Yep, I hear you. All right, Lincoln, take care of yourself, brother. Jay Wright, good talking with you, man. Take it easy, Jay Wright. Uh, and we're gonna take a break for news. We'll come to you after the news. Jay Wright's line is available if you want to jump on that at 513-749-1230. It's the Lincoln Ware Show, 1230, The Buzz. Boy, you should know that. I've got you on my mind, your secret admirer. I've been watching you. 1230 WDBZ, the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. It's the Lincoln Ware Show on a Tuesday, and I'll be around till 1 at 1. Shop done. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. All right, let's go to Annie. Annie, how you doing? Pretty good. How are you? I'm hanging in there, Annie. What's up? Well, you know, you had something earlier about uh, our ships being attacked and all that. Okay, I have a proposition. You know, things that are going on in the Republican Party, in our country, all these people who are doing all these evil things, they talk about the Taliban and how they're... um, 
going and they're clamping down on everything in their countries. Yes. I think the Republican Party is heading toward a Taliban kind of mentality. Oh, boy. If you line up what the Taliban does, they control women's lives. Mm -hmm. They control your comings and goings. Control control the education. What you can do. Education. What you can eat. Education. All of it. What is the Republican Party trying to do in that area? The very same thing. Only they're saying, oh, it's okay. It's not going to happen. It's happening. We need to pay attention. Somebody do a chart. See what the Taliban's done. Yeah. See what the Republican Party's doing. Match them up. Tell me how many match. Well, it's, how it, many don't match? They it's match, but they don't go to the extreme. But even not quite yet. Yeah, yeah. But it, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. It, it, it mirrors what they're doing, just not to that extreme. Yeah, you're right. right. And they all and they're always saying, "Oh, they're evil. They're evil." Well, what are you doing that's not the same? Yeah. You know, I look at, uh, I say, go to Michael Jackson's song, The Man in the Mirror, okay? You know, they always talk about these people doing these things, but they're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And we need, we need, as Americans who are concerned about our democracy, we need to pay attention. These things have not blown up in our face yet, but the time bomb is ticking. And if we don't pay attention, some of these people who are of the Republican Party who are complicit in this need to be voted out so that we yeah. can get back but how to do you vote them out of how do you vote them I out know. when they run in areas where they're the majority you can't vote them out you know what it is they're in an area where people are not as concerned yeah. you the only way you can vote them out is change the mindset of the people right right in those areas. And you know what the thing is they're all you know the, the i don't want to say it it's all about race Pretty that's much. I mean, it. well, I mean, you look at the rural areas of Ohio. That's where all mm-hmm. these Republicans come from, and right. we've got such a vast rural uh, uh, area in Ohio uh, until the people they vote for these cats and they make up the majority. Simple as that. And, and you know what? They don't understand that you're benefiting in a sense because of rules that have been put in place and certain things that are happening. Now, if you let those people take complete control, the freedom that you have, that you think you have, you will no longer have. But it's hard to drive that into some people, oh, yeah, I, I know. know. I know. They, don't they want... can't understand that. And Trump, uh, some of his policies are going to hurt them, and they still dumb enough to vote for him. They don't understand. They can't see. They don't know what. They can't figure out one and one makes two. So, you know, he, he knows that. He said it. You said it. I, yeah. I heard him say it. Yeah. He loves the ill-educated yeah. Yeah. because the they're easily led. Yes. All right. So they need to educate themselves. And somebody, I, I don't know how they're going to do it, but uh, all you white people out there listening, <laughs> educate your folks. <laughs> all right, Annie. Thanks for your call. Okay. You're welcome. All right. And, but, see, the problem is a lot of them, they like those policies. They like the policies of Donald Trump. They want to go back to the way things used to be. They want to make America great again, like during the Jim Crow days. That's when America was great to them. They had their knee on the black man's neck. We had to count jelly beans to vote. That's what they like. 
That's when America was great. When we had our knee on the black man's neck. We got to make it great again. And that's what they say. Uh, looking at Facebook Live, uh, Janice says, why does everyone feel the need to have to get high in any way? I don't know. Maybe if Janice got high one time, she'd understand. <laughs> Maybe if she got Maybe high. The reason why y'all go to parties and sip on a drink or yeah. somebody break out with a cigarette. It's that same, yeah. same you know, feeling. Yeah. feeling of I would like to feel, feel this way again. I feel sober. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, Janice, take a little hit or maybe a gummy. I think Janice, she's at the age where she could probably benefit from a gummy. Just don't eat the whole thing, Miss Janice. <laughs> don't eat the whole thing. You're going to be on planet 2009. <laughs> How you know? Because because it's known that edibles okay. are a okay. lot stronger than smoking. Just Just checking. Just checking. Thought I could catch you. I've been very honest about my marijuana yeah. use. You ain't you ain't oh. caught nothing. Oh, all right. You have? I never heard you mention your marijuana use. I don't do it anymore because I don't like the way it feels anymore, but I did used okay. to in one past life. <laughs> okay. All right. I just don't like this new weed. It feels different. It, it it gives me anxiety, and I don't like it. Oh, boy. That's that loud. Yeah. I want to hear from Janice. 749-1230-513 is the area code. She don't know why people need to get high, whether drinking, smoking, chewing a gummy. She just don't understand why they have to do that. She's high on life, I guess. High on life. But, yeah, that's uh, Annie was right on point with the Republicans. The Taliban, they're to the extreme. They control every aspect of women over there in Afghanistan. They can't go to school. Can't. Well, I guess that's every, you know, Muslim, you know, you got the face covered up. Uh, Nobody can speak to them and all kind of stuff they do. Because when a Muslim has their face covered and the only thing you can see are their eyes, are you supposed to speak to them? Is that against the religion? If if I'm walking down the street and she's walking and all I can see are her eyes, am I supposed to speak to that woman or not? I need some help from... You mean if you're walking down the street here in Cincinnati? Well, anyway, I mean, is it, they're still a Muslim whether it's here or not. Why would you not be allowed to speak to her? Well, that's that's their religion. You, it's, it's some sometimes you're not I mean, supposed I know to talk in to them. Like very devout Muslim countries, women are typically like women aren't allowed to speak to men and stuff like okay, that. Okay, maybe that's, that's it. Thing. Maybe it's the women who can't speak, but the men can speak. But yeah. the women can't speak to the man or something like that. I don't know if that's a, I mean, it could be. I could be wrong, but I don't know if that's a thing here. Okay, I need to hear from a Muslim out there at 513-749-1230. And because I have spoken, somebody said they don't respond. I have spoken to a woman who was like that, and they didn't respond. They just kept walking. I'm like, okay, maybe she wasn't supposed to speak. I don't know. 
But that's what I was wondering. And I need to know that because if I see another woman like that, I'm not going to speak to him. I'm just going to keep on stepping. Keep on stepping. So I need to hear from, oh, too, where's Too Sweet when you need him? Where's Too Sweet? Where's James Muhammad when you need him? He's one of ours. <laughs> Yes. All right. There, here they come. They're calling up now. We'll talk to somebody. Where's Sister Dorothy when I need her? Where is Sister Dorothy? Hey, Marshall, how are you? Doing fine. Doing fine. I wish I could comment on this, but I can't. But I know that you would uh, go ahead and speak to the woman anyway, whether she was veiled or not. Come on. How, why can't you comment on it? I'm not Muslim. I can't. Oh, speak oh, oh, I thought before. you were. Okay, okay. Oh, I wish I could, but uh, no, I can't. But I would speak to him, too, because some of them look pretty good. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I was just talking about for religious purposes there, Marshall. You're know, talking, about, I'm talking about all purposes. Yeah, you know yeah I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Okay, Lincoln, thank you. I'm off. Thanks for your call, Marshall. What, you, you weren't a lot of help at all. I could have done without Marshall's help on that one. Did you specifically ask for Muslims to call in? But he's not a Muslim. Exactly my point. <laughs> right, I did. Yes. <laughs> and he was on a speakerphone. He did everything wrong. He did everything wrong. But, yeah, I just want to know, am I supposed to speak to him or what? Because the last time I saw a woman dressed like that, I spoke and she act like she didn't hear me. I don't think the issue is you speaking. It's just that she cannot respond to you. Okay. She can't respond. All right. I'll keep that in mind. I'll just say, assalamu alaikum and keep on stepping. Keep on stepping. Uh, Kendrick Lamar. Man, this guy's putting down some. He just bought a luxury penthouse in Brooklyn. Kendrick Lamar. I didn't even know they had a, 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 a penthouse in Brooklyn. $8.6 million. Well, I guess Brooklyn, it is uh, the high rent district nowadays. But, yeah, Kendrick Lamar just bought a $8.6 million Brooklyn penthouse. Yeah. Going to be taking up residence at the, in the Pier House at Brooklyn Bridge Park. A luxury condominium build, building and uh, got like 3,100 square feet, 18-foot ceilings, walls of windows, four bedrooms, three and a half bathrooms, 2,000 square feet of outdoor space, including a private rooftop that overlooks the East River. Man, that sounds like someplace you would want to live if you had $8.6 million. Yes. Somebody said Ken Anderson is slowly... You know, Ken Anderson, uh, he, he goes by the moniker as the kinder, gentler Republican. 
And I don't know if he would go along with these state Republicans uh, up in the state house. These guys are totally out of control. They're totally out of control. Somebody worked in Kuwait for 19 months. Maybe they can tell us. At 513-749-1230. If you worked in Kuwait for 19 months, you got to know their rules and regulations, I'm sure. But the state house Republicans are starting to act a little bit like the Taliban. Yeah, they haven't even, you haven't heard, they're going to tear up that uh, abortion bill too. You watch. They're doing this marijuana bill because uh, the thing, it, it, it starts Thursday, goes into effect Thursday. But that abortion bill, you watch. They're going to try to tear that to shreds. They got to be stopped. We have got to stop those Republicans. And how do you stop them? You can't. You can't stop them. Let's take a break, and then we'll come back, and we'll take your calls at 513-749-1230. The Lincoln Ware Show, 1230. The Buzz. Twelve thirty, WDBZ, the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. It's Lincoln Ware. It's Tuesday, and we're talking about passport bros. <laughs> yeah, and I, I had a different understanding of what the passport brothers were. Uh, this guy down in the Columbia, somebody said it sounds like a passport bro. Uh, and that's I thought it was a guy that wanted moved out of the country so that he could live in another country off his pension. Or, you know, a lot of them are military guys. They retired from the service or, or, or they retire from their job. They get a good pension. They can live cheap and live a lavish life in these places. And then, you know, the women would flock to them because they made more money than the average guy in that country, and they'd be good to go. Yeah. They could party like it was 1999. That's what I thought. But Raven says, go ahead, Raven, and tell us what your first, your initial definition from what I understand from not only watching passport bros do their thing, but having them tell it from their own mouth, they find American women to be way too westernized. And so they typically go to other countries, typically impoverished countries, countries that have women who are, you know, tend to be on the, the poverty side of things, as well as they come from cultures that are more sub- subservient to men. So they're more pliable and docile when it comes to, um, tr- like gender roles and stuff like that. And so men go there to these countries where they are seen to be the catch, are seen to be, you know, financially more 
appealing than maybe a man from her own country or whatever. They also come with the promise of getting a green card and being brought over here. And so men go to these countries. They seek out these women who will be more subservient and less westernized and they marry them and they have relationships with them. All right. That that's my understanding yeah. of what a passport bro is. Okay. I would love to be corrected if I'm wrong. <laughs> that, yeah. I had a completely different understanding. Just a guy want to live cheap, live lavishly, very cheap in these countries and the women would see how he's living and they would flock to him and they go out partying all the time and he would party till he dropped dead or he was too old to party and then he would just die in those countries, never come back to the United States for anything other than maybe a visit or something like that. I don't know. That I mean, if I I would go to the Philippines, uh seemed like that would be the country for me, the Philippines, if I was one of those dudes. Philippines would be the place. A lot of men do actually go to the Philippines and Asian <laughs> countries because, as, as we know, women from Asian countries are, yeah. like, seen. It's a stereotype. Those women are seen as docile and subservient, and that's why a lot of men go for Asian women. Even here in America, a lot of men go for Asian women. And I'm not saying this is the exclusive reason because you fall in love with who you fall in love with, but a lot of Asian women are seen as, you know, docile and subservient and, and all of that stuff because they come from a culture that is typically more docile and subservient to men. All right, let's move along. Let's go to uh, uh, Marcus. Marcus, what's going on? Hey, what's up, brother? I'm hanging in there. Yeah. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, y'all talking about my favorite country in the world, boy, the Philippines, man. Oh, yeah. That is one nice place. But Panama is good, too, brother. You know, I know a lot of cats are down in Panama. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, they're, they're nice places. But what I wanted to talk about, Lincoln, where it was, I heard your cat, Pharaoh, uh, yesterday talking about what you don't see about the Israel-Hamas conflict. Yes. Well, what you don't see is the fact that, you know, those Arab countries around there want Hamas gone, and that's why they won't allow uh, the Palestinians into their country because— most folks don't realize that Hamas was elected. They beat the Fath Party and uh, in an election, and they were elected. Now, I'm listening to all these people talk about these folks getting killed, but I think I would know if somebody was digging a tunnel up under my house, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you would know, that's for sure. So, you know, it ain't like they didn't know, and... My whole thing is, why would you think this country with Israel would continuously allow you to come over the border, sniping at me, shooting at me, and then you pull one where you come over and you uh, kidnap rape people. the women, yeah. kidnap the women? I mean, they did some six, man, it's some videos out there that's out there. Well, and they, those videos, a lot of those videos have been altered. They're AI, and you can't believe all the videos you saw, for sure. Not all of them, Lincoln. Well, Ware, but when they when they uh, putting them out there as it happens, that's a totally different thing, man. I mean, Hamas put these out there, not the. Uh, well, now, those are the one. Those are the ones that I would be aware of. Why is that? I, I would I, I would be aware of any videos that you see out there from either side. I'd be leery of them. I mean, but Hamas does their thing, and they're basically saying they want Israel gone. But what, 
some history that black folks have to understand is the Palestinians during World War II fought with Hitler. So they were even then trying to uh, kill all the Jews that they could. And you got to understand, they were with Hitler. If Hitler had won, the world would be a totally oh, different geez. place oh, for black folks. Do, uh, okay. Just think about In it. In what way? Good or bad? And in a bad way, oh, I mean, he okay. was just all about check. Lincoln. Yes. The man, the man was all about putting everybody back into slavery. He put everybody in slavery. He didn't care about nothing but subservient people that would serve the Reich. And when it came to black folks, y'all was going to be slaves. So the Palestinians, historically, and this is historically, were ready to help Hitler put you back in slavery so that they could uh, kill all the Jews. So I don't understand how they're using these black folks, and they're trying to use them, but I'm really proud of the black kids that are not going with this thing because they're always trying to use our kids, man, either from our own riot. Remember our own riot? They, uh, you know, would come in here, people you didn't even know, and you would be down on 13th Street like, well, who is this white dude right here that's tearing up this black business? Nobody knew him. Well, they, they were, there were black people in here also that people had said they had never seen before right. uh, during the riots. Uh, and they don't know where they came from. A lot of people were saying that back then. So I don't know. Maybe it was the same way on both sides. But anyway, no, Mark, Lincoln, what did Lincoln, you think Lincoln, about Lincoln. the students uh, protesting yesterday in front of City Hall, uh, the uh, CPS students? What did you think about that protest? Were, were they really there? Were there anybody there? Yeah, they were there. They had they had a few. They had a nice little crowd there. Yeah. What's a nice little crowd? Oh, I'm, uh, <laughs> the one uh, gay school, the performing arts. Oh, my God. That was probably the oh, only one that was there, brother. Everybody else, you know. Marcus, you are here, unbelievable. Uh, what, what do you mean? I mean, you know good they're, and well the only school that would have showed up is the the the, the gay-ass art school. Oh, my God. And that's it. Who else would have come? No. There's gay kids in every school around here. So why why you want to just call that the gay? There's gay kids in every school, Marcus. Yeah. And, and they're the ones that showed up, and oh, that's why geez. they can't read and write. They're oh, spending man. so much time trying to tell them what uh, transgender gender is, and they they can't even read. And and it's heartbreaking when you see these guys. I've, I've tried to get some in the military, and they can't even read oh, the please. damn test, Lincoln. Where? Oh, please. Come right. on, man. Who did you try to get in the military that couldn't read the test, Marcus? Give me a break. Lincoln, I've tried to get many kids, and you have to you have to break it down, and you know really teach them to read, give them practice oh tests, do all kind of stuff. I mean, Lincoln, I used to give free computer classes to kids every year. I'm probably your only only uh, caller that has ever done such things. I mean, high end. I got kids that make over a hundred thousand dollars right now, so. You know, I, I do my thing. I do it right. And, you know, I, I try to make sure that people benefit Lincoln Ware. And this stuff about these kids can read is wrong. You right. know, you know good and well they can't read, brother. Marcus, but Marcus, oh, sure, there's some probably 
did uh, sneak through the cracks, but uh, give me a break, Marcus. Uh, 749-1230-513 is the area code. And those, ki- those kids down at the uh, School for Creative and Performing Arts do a great job. They go on to great careers. And, yes, they can read, Marcus. They can read. They have to read their scripts when they're acting <laughs> so they can read, Marcus. Oh, Lord. Oh, Let's take a break. Mike Kelly, Deke. Is that Deke is the guy? Was he the guy from uh, uh, Columbia? Deke, are you the one from Columbia? Yes, sir. Okay, yes, well, I'll take you now before the break. I promise I wouldn't have you hold All on. Right. What's going on? Let you, me tell you, hey, not much. I'm, I'm Kenny Wright, a.k.a. Kenny Wright. Okay. I had the body shop in Kent, Washington. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, anyway, when I, went, when I went to, I was going to Iraq to work in 05. They will say, I wouldn't go over there. I might get killed. You know, I said, we get killed anywhere, you know. So since I survived Vietnam, I said, well, and, and my circumstances changed, I decided to go work in Iraq. But when the lady read my resume, she said, you know how to put in car windshields? I said, sure. She said, we go to Kuwait and work. I said, sure. So when I went there in Kuwait, I was working. The Kuwaiti women, women are the same all over the world. They would be covered up. You go to the mall or something, you make eye contact, and they like you. They would already have their phone number wrote down on a piece of paper, and they drop it on the floor. <laughs> you just pick it up, and you can call them later. And, uh, I mean, they party just like we do in the States, but they just hide everything behind closed doors. Now, where, where are you calling from, Deke? I'm calling from... Cali, Columbia. I live in Columbia now. Okay. Now, what made you move down? In. What What made you move down well, there? Okay, when I was working in Kuwait, I hang out with Kuwaitis, and a lot of them they went to college in the states. And they said, "Why is it when you're black in the United States, it, everything is different?" I said, "Well, that's the way it is." So after I, when I lived worked in Kuwait a while and got to know the people, I said, "I can live outside the United States." So then I started visiting. I started going to Amsterdam, different places. And I came to Columbia a couple of times, and I said, well, when I retire, I'm going to move down here. So I've been down here since 16, 2016. How much and, is uh, how much rent? How much is rent? Uh, well, what? the house that I have is about 850 a month. Okay. Two stories, three bedrooms, and it's something like a half acre lot. Because I used to live in a high rise, but I I have two little dogs. Now. Okay, yeah, I think so, I yeah. All right, well, um, and so you love uh, living down there. Everything is cheaper down there, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And people are nicer. You know, you don't have to. Hey, just like you said about Africa, I see black people there. Man, they look like you know so and so. Yeah, yeah. And the women, I saw a girl look like Phyllis. Uh, what's her name? Phyllis Willis. And, and, and boy, it looked like, looked like Doug Springs, too. <laughs> yeah, you see people. Yeah. I'm serious. I know. I, 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 and, uh, when I was there, I saw that. Uh, everybody look at you said, that looked like somebody in the United States. Yeah, it's like that. And they speak Spanish to me, but I know a little bit, you know. And said, oh, you're a gringo. I said, yeah, you know. But uh, I got to get in touch with uh, Pharaoh and Doug, you know. All right. Try to, I don't know if they have a Facebook page, but. Now, that's no different over there. The police, they used to get the, the bootleggers stealing whiskey because people like to drink Johnny Walker. And the police would, would take the whiskey and then they sell it back, you know, bootlegged. 
All right. Is there a and lot a of, of uh, a can of beer? Since you're in huh? Colombia, do you see a lot of the uh, drug cartels down there? Is that they still? And that's that stuff. That stuff is undercover now. Anybody? Yeah. People got money now. Yeah. It ain't like that. Okay. You uh, if you go now, you go in the hood now. The hood is the hood over there. I mean, you don't go over there. Sometimes I have to cut through there going when I go to another city. Uh huh. But uh, just keep rolling. But you don't hang out over there and. A lot of American guys, they come down here trying to wear jewelry and stuff and be ballers. Those are the ones they get drugged yeah. and robbed. Yeah, yeah. They'll give them scopolamine, and you just tell everything. Now, are you married? You just, are you single? You, or do you have many, many yeah, girlfriends? I'm married. I ain't got no much. Man, I'm 72. I'll be oh, okay. I, I, didn't know you. I, didn't know you. No I didn't know how old you were. Okay. Uh, I should have uh, known when you, you know, said but, Vietnam. Uh, when you said Vietnam, I, I should have known. Yeah. Yeah. I got I got some pictures on my Facebook page. You know, All right. House, so, so you married and uh, uh, you happy down yeah. there? Your your wife is okay yeah, with not, I'll, you know, coming back here yeah, and living yeah. in America. Yeah, she gonna come with me. She used to work in Spain and Italy. She got uh, passports and stuff. So, okay. well, we probably won't come until the weather breaks. You know, I ain't coming over in the cold weather. Yeah, I hear you. So. All right, and the weather is uh, pretty much always warm down there. Does it get? Do you have a winter? Yeah, it's seven. No, it's like now it's the rainy season. Can you hear the weed whackers going in the background? No, I can't. It's like probably eighty something, but the coldest it'll get is maybe sixty nine. If you live up in the mountains, it'll get cooler, maybe yeah. fifty. Yeah, but the coldest around the high sixties. Okay. No, I, the low is around sixty. Okay. The high can be like. 90s and stuff, 80, 90s. All right. But in Bogota, it's a lot colder in Bogota. But Cartagena's nice. You know, it's a nice... Uh, I tried to get one of my friends to come down here to visit when he retired from the railroad. He said, I ain't going down there and get kidnapped. <laughs> and they ambushed him. But he was 61. Jeez. Cat had a million dollars in his retirement. He got ambushed in Pritchard, Alabama. He laid a mobile. Oh, man. They just gunned, gunned him down, man. Jesus Christ. Okay. But, All right. Hey, All right, Lincoln. Well, I'm still hey, listening to you every day. Deb Zimmerman knows me. Deborah Zimmerman. Yeah, I, she did mention you. Yeah. She did mention you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Deborah yeah. Zimmerman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's from the class yeah. of '68. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, I, I, you know, you're talking about you. I mean, the other other day, I went to Oxford in '67. Okay. I went to Woodward in the seventh and eighth grade. In ninth grade, I had to go to Oxford. Man, I had to fight every day <laughs> from Oxford all the way up to Hawks Buick. Oh boy. One day I had two black eyes, you know. Oh, boy. Hawks Buick. I remember that place very well. Yeah. Hawks Buick. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Deke, uh, all right. good luck down there in Columbia. And, uh, hey, you're doing all right. Thanks for if, your call. If Pharaoh or Doug calls in, ask them to leave their number. All right. All right. I'll do that. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for your call. Uh, let's move along to a break on 1230. The Buzz. Twelve thirty, WDBZ, the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. Lincoln, we're with you. If you feel so bad and you don't want to feel blue, you better call Dedicated Senior Medical Centers. That's right. Their doctors over there will pay special attention to you. You know, their 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 specialty is caring for seniors. Dedicated makes it easy 
for you to get the primary care you deserve. Doctors spend a lot more time with patients. Uh, you, they even offer telehealth visits. Uh, you can get your medications right there. If you don't have a way to get there, they'll send they'll transportation to pick you up and take you home. They do it all at Dedicated Senior Medical Center. The phone number over there is 513-572-5757. That's 513-572-5757. They are located on Corain Avenue in Mount Airy. They're on Reading Road in Roseline, and they're over there at Glenway Crossing. Uh, plenty of activities for you, yoga, aerobics, Bible study, line dancing. They have it all at Dedicated. Call 513-572-5757. Let's move along. 749-1230. 513 is the area code. Mike Kelly, what's going on? What's going on, Bulldog? Who day? Who day? Who day? Yes. Man, I had to take a, a blood pressure pill last night. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable, but they pulled it off, man. That was a good win for us. Yes, yes. For sure. Well, listen, I wanted to, I'm glad you didn't let me follow uh, that crazy boy. Uh, Marcus? Marcus. Yes, he's got and issues. No wonder he was a turkey of the year. <laughs> Jeez. Right. Everything gave to him. But anyway, um, uh, and kudos to the Bulldog down there. Who, where was he at, Lincoln? Columbia. Columbia. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Well, listen. I wanted to uh, remind the, the public uh, that we have in our wor- workshop, home, our workshop tomorrow, Wednesday, from five to eight at the Community Action Agency, and it's through J Rab as a, a nonprofit and uh, uh, movement realty and working in neighborhoods and realtors uh, are going to be all involved. So uh, we're hoping that, that people come out and uh, get a a pack full of information on future home buying uh, promises that the lenders and the banks are are now making because they got 100% financing now and and down payment uh, assistance out the wazoo. So we got to get the word out, Lincoln, because there's a shortage of of, of, uh, home owners in this area. You know that. And... uh, we get we can't keep up. We, yep. we really can't keep up. It's so, yeah, uh, and tomorrow, compared to other uh, cities around the country, we're, we're way behind here in Cincinnati when you compare yep. us to other cities around the country. Yeah, exactly, and uh, we're trying to get that that uh, that up. And and really, right now, uh, Lincoln, the the situation is uh, dire because uh, a lot of homes are being uh, taken back by the banks. And they're just sitting on them. And, uh, they, you know, a lot of the banks don't have foreclosure departments anymore. You know, they're oh. downsized, so the so, houses just so, sit there for a while. Well, so what happens to the houses? I mean, who cuts the grass and do all that stuff? Well, they may send some, have somebody to do that in yeah. during the summer months. Yeah. But in the wintertime, you know, they just sit vacant and empty and, and nobody's caring for them. So it, it, it can blight the community. You got a house right next door that's being rehabbed from top to bottom, and uh, uh, two doors down, you got a, a, a home that's been repossessed by the bank, and it's just sitting there. Mm. That's not good for our community. No, man. no, no. It truly is not. And uh, our tour drive uh, is going to be this Saturday at uh, 8300 Four Bridges Drive, 
in uh, Liberty Township. And um, we want people to come out and bring a toy. We got uh, the schools, uh, Rockdale Academy and, and uh Rising uh, Stars Academy down on Vine Street. My only and, problem uh, is, why don't people have to bring the toys way out to Liberty Township? You know, we we outgrew a lot of places in the in the uh, last place that we had. We had a crowd, but uh, it was black owned too, and they moved. Then they moved to a place across the street, and it's on the second floor, oh. which which uh, is not conducive to. What our needs are because we've got a lot of people who have handicapped needs that won't have access to that, and we try to bring some of the kids out too, and we don't want to be um, conducive to to having that uh, yeah. be a burden to them. So Liberty Township is a big party room, and we're going to serve food, and uh, a lot of our friends are going to be there. Uh, a lot of the uh, uh, nonprofits that. Uh, uh, are going to be there, um, like, um, um, well, J. Rob working in neighborhoods. There, we're all in cahoots with uh, with this situation. So we're just trying to uh, combat homelessness uh, with the kids because we found out that sixty uh, percent of the kids in the public schools are experiencing this now. So we right. got to do something about it. All right, uh, Mike. Good talking to you. All right, Bulldog. All right. Take care. That's uh, Mike day. Kelly. All right, who day? Let's uh, take a break and then we'll come back. 749 1230 513 is the area code. 1230, the buzz. Softly they float. Twelve thirty, WDBZ, the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station, Lincoln. Where with you till one o'clock this afternoon, and coming up at one, Reverend Al Sharpton, keeping it real, keeping it real, and uh, a couple other things going. Of course, the Bengals big win last night on national TV, and. I'm so glad we didn't get embarrassed by a a backup quarterback. I don't know. If Trevor had stayed in, do you think they would have won? What do you think? But that's that's football. We lost our starter. And we lost the game to he came out in. So, hey, the football gods spread disappointment all throughout the league. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, now, can we do it next week and the week after and the week after? We got to keep doing it. We got to keep winning. There's no room for losing as tight as this thing is. And we got to hope that somebody else loses. So there's a whole lot of stuff involved here. The main thing, the only thing the Bengals can do to help themselves is to win. 
Don't worry about anybody else. You just win, and then it'll take care of itself. It'll take care of itself. If you do your part, win. I'm sure that'll be the speech that the coach will make. I'm sure that'll be his speech. And uh, Zach was the winner of the Taylor Bowl. He beat his younger brother, who was the offensive coordinator for Jacksonville. So uh, he'll have bragging rights at the family reunion. (laughs) Yes. He will have uh, bragging rights at the next family reunion. I beat you on a Monday night. But you have to admit, it was an exciting game, and even the announcers were saying this is probably the most exciting game we've had on Monday night in a long time. Because you never knew who was going to win. It One little play could have ended the game when they went into overtime. That's when it got real serious. But I did like the way the Bengals ran the ball. If they can keep that up, things will even even the uh even Jake, Jake the Snake said that uh that running game makes the whole makes a difference. Yeah. The running game makes the difference. Somebody says, Zach Taylor needs some needs something on the corners of his mouth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I tell you. Unbelievable. But uh yeah, it's um when you got a running game, that's half the battle right there. That's half the battle right there when you're when your running game is uh, going, then you just have your way at passing. Yeah, we're, we're going to give Jake a new name, Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake. There was another quarterback years ago, and he played for, I think he played for, the, for Oakland, for the Oakland Raiders, and I can't think of his name. They called him the Snake. All right, we've got news coming up, and then we'll come back on the other side. 513-749-1230. Lincoln, we're with you till 1 o'clock this afternoon. We are 1230. The Buzz. 